Jeff, Jeff, Jeff. Jeff, 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 Jeff. AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Jeff Steins, our national and presidential expert. Noted author. You find his books over at Next Chapter Books and TotallyIowa.com. The Iowa Business Report, the Iowa Politics Report. Come to us from KXEL in Cedar Falls, Waterloo, where Jeff is not today. Where are you right now? Well, I'm actually helping some former executive office officials rearrange boxes of documents well, in their bathrooms. Who hasn't had that happen? I mean, my gosh. I mean, it's, I try to keep them away from the bathtub because of, you know, spillage. But usually, I mean, it's, it is usually dry in the bathroom. <laughs> well, you know, and if you really work it right, you can go about five boxes high in the bathtub because you've got that uh, perimeter wall on the outside. <laughs> Anyway, no, where I'm at, I am actually at Cedar Rapids, Iowa, at the Iowa Association of Business and Industry Conference, doing live broadcasts, interviews for my syndicated uh, business program, and uh, made sure we kept time to make this appointment, because it's Wednesday at 3.30. In my world, it's Matt time. (laughs) Well, uh, we should mention, I mentioned the Iowa Business Report. That's something you do down there, and it is fascinating, I think, because of the way you focus on the ag sector business. And I think that it's something I I grew up as a kid, even the large Metro radio stations and television stations talk to ag stuff. No one does anymore. And I think it's important that we, we have that there. So I recommend people following you on that as well. Well, I appreciate that. We, we cover a variety of things, all manner of business, but again, we're in the Midwest and, uh, you know, you may not know this, but uh, the largest sector of Iowa's gross product, gross uh, domestic product, is manufacturing, mm-hmm. not agriculture. Ah. However, uh, how how many of those manufacturing operations would not exist if not for agriculture, you know, biofuel facilities, et cetera, et cetera. So it is all interconnected. And as you know, I know nothing about agriculture. Oh, it's really, I, I, mean, I, seriously. I, nothing. I, I, okay, so, that's a plant, you know? <laughs> Corn comes from you know, what? Like, <laughs> I I have finally at this advanced age, I've been able to drive down the road and say, oh, now that's corn. That over there must not be corn. I'm going to go with soybeans. Just taking a guess. That That's the length and breadth of my knowledge. But uh, that is why I'm here. And uh, with the uh, if people are watching on whatever you're on. Facebook, I don't know. What well, on all is. of them, um, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. Yes, apparently so. Oh. Well, look at you, a little junior Tucker Carlson. But uh, you can see my uh, my official ra- my official radio station banner in the background. You know, like nine hundred logos that are just there as uh, as eye candy because I can't carry it alone. Well, thank God consolidation hit radio. Anyway, uh... <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Thank goodness for big business in the FCC. Anyway, so. I will yes. let you go on out. I was, I was up in Duluth yesterday. I was at UMD with orientation day for my daughter to go to college up there. Uh, I was keeping track I of things. you were in though. Miami. Well, I thought no. you were in Miami as a, as a special witness. Your social media said you were going to Miami. Well, I took that seriously. Well, it's it's a Miami of Ohio. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. Also oh, uh, Duluth because it's not cold enough for your daughter in uh, the Twin Cities. Oh, okay. it was 82. is gorgeous yesterday. But I'm up there and I'm watching this as it came through. And it yep. just, it, it was, it's an Arrested Development episode. I mean, everything is yeah. an Arrested. I mean, the picture of that bathroom looks like Job should be in there with Franklin the puppet. I mean, it's just, it's, 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 he's admitted to the crime. He's on tape admitting to the crime. He's on tape acknowledging that these weren't declassified. He's on tape basically showing people these things. 
He's proudly admitted doing it, and now he says he's not guilty. I, I it just your thoughts on what unfolded yesterday. Well, I tried not to pay much attention to it for reasons that are pretty obvious. I mean, I don't need another O.J. Simpson slow-speed Bronco chase going to and from a federal courthouse, yet that's what we wound up getting. Um, Any federal crime, you go in, you're arraigned, you leave. Okay. I mean, there was nothing about yesterday other than the fact that no former president had ever been arraigned on federal felony charges. Okay, that's that's the hook, and I get that. Um, I, I did a rant earlier this week, and I don't know how well it was received by some, but what I basically said was, um, I don't want to hear a thing about what Biden did or Clinton did, either Clinton or Obama, because it has nothing to do with the criminal charges. And people need to, rank and file individuals listening, Uh, or watching this thing unfold. They need to understand that as opposed to the conflation of this. Um, We've talked before, and this was an old law school phrase, when the facts are with you, argue the facts. When the law is with you, argue the law. And when neither is with you, yell like hell. And Donald Trump is yelling like hell. And, And the analogy that I have drawn is, let's say that you come back to visit Iowa, but you're driving your your uh, Rudy Luther vehicle with Minnesota plates. You see how I got the sponsor in? Isn't that good? A fine fine Sienna, a fine Sienna. Not my first day. Okay, so you're going back through Ames on the U.S. Highway 30, and you have Minnesota plates. Three cars around you have Iowa plates. You're all speeding. The police officer is running radar, but he only arrests you because you have out-of-state plates. And you say, What about all those other people? They were just as bad as I was. Some of them were worse. And the answer is they may have been, but it has nothing to do with your guilt or innocence on that speeding charge. And it's the same thing here. You cannot go into court and say, well, nobody prosecuted Hillary, so I thought I could get away with it. That's not how this works. Well, And if I there have been some folks in, in Trump world, the former chief of staff, John Kelly, has said that Trump is scared blankless because this is how, and, and you can tell that because of the reaction. The reaction is way over the top, which says he's really concerned about it. The more he tells you it's nothing to worry about, the more he's worried about it. And, and I'll just bring up, and your analogy is spot on, but I will also bring up Hillary Clinton was investigated eight times for Benghazi. They found nothing. Three times for the Clinton Foundation. They found nothing. Four times before he started chanting, lock her up, and they found nothing. Then Jeff Sessions investigated her in 2017, found nothing. The State Department investigated her in 2019, and they found nothing. It's not as if they haven't tried. But the reality is I, I think that when you look at Trump and his supporters especially, they're just so desperate because they, they just don't want to admit that the cantaloupe is rotten. So they basically will sit there and scream how, oh, Hillary Clinton emails, even though she's been investigated six times on them and they haven't found anything. They just it's well, they, you've got to remember, I mean, Comey got up and said she probably did wrong, but no prosecutor would take the case. And again, I don't care about any of that. Well, None and, of that and, makes but, any and, difference. But, and, and, and you're right, Comey, but then they did investigate her again. 
And then yeah, again, sure, but- and they found nothing. They did not charge her with with the, the whole thing. The what was it? Matt Gates the other day saying, "Oh no. yeah, our our expert testimony. He's just basically talking about an allegation, but we want to investigate the allegation." Well, that's not why you bring people in to testify as allegations. I could I I make an allegation that Matt Gates is an idiot. Uh, that you don't bring me into Congress to talk about it. You know, it just oh it, they really should. Oh they, they really would. should. Oh, it you, would be you'd a take hoot. The kids, it'd be a nice trip to the nation's capital. <laughs> but you're, you'd get a tour. You're, yeah, be great. Your point is, is this, is it's not that anyone else was speeding. It's that the guy that was pulled over for speeding, looking at everyone else driving the speed limit and saying, why aren't you going after them? And that's Trump. That's a better analogy because right. that's, he's just frantically saying, I mean, it doesn't, no one else is breaking the law like he is. He's bragged about it when he pulls, when the cop pulls him over in Iowa, he looks as like, yeah. wasn't I going really fast officer? That's the first thing well, out of his I- mouth. Well, and what I'm doing is saying, okay, to all of those who say there was wrongdoing by all these Democrats, okay, let's just let's just assume that is all true. It doesn't matter in the criminal case. The fact that the other people haven't been charged doesn't mean a thing in a criminal case where conviction of any one of the counts is essentially a life sentence for a 77-year-old man. The your thoughts on them moving into Miami? I think he was absolutely trying to even further get away from Washington D.C. when he took the grand jury down in Miami because and and kind of in Trump's turf to basically do this. And it it sounds like there wasn't even a blinking of the eye on that grand jury in the indictment. Well, you you have to understand in any grand jury situation, the prosecutor presents light most favorable to the prosecutor. The defense has the opportunity sometimes if they are given notice to provide. Uh, Uh, provide rebuttal, but they never do. The fact that there's an indictment there, yes, that's of some note. But but here's the thing. The fact that they, they, and and I would like to think they had, this did not cross their minds. Mm -hmm. But to have it filed outside of Washington, because what do all of those on the far right say? Can't get a fair trial in Washington, all part of the swamp, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, then we'll go to Florida. Is that part of the swamp? I think that's a red state these days. So if there's an indictment of the grand jury in the state of the guy's residence, which actually is the best place because that's where the documents were. Yes. But they could have filed it other places. And I would tell you this much. If there, for whatever reason, was not an indictment in a grand jury in Florida, there would have been in Washington. Mm -hmm. And I just wonder if they are going to hold off on Washington right now. You can hold that grand jury in abeyance and see what happens in Florida because it's not double jeopardy. If he is acquitted in Florida, if the charges are dismissed in Florida, you could file similar charges in Washington, not double jeopardy because it's a different location of documents, different site for the for the whole the, the, the crimes that are alleged. The Republicans immediately came on out and was trying to defend him. Uh, the first thing I said is, guys, I mean, the, the pictures, usually sometimes there's always one or two things that become really hard to argue. And in Minnesota, you had Tom Emmer, Pete Stauber come on out and immediately, oh, that this is innocent. This is just this is political theater. And the first thing I said is, have you seen the picture of the bathroom in the ballroom? Because I think we can <laughs> I think we both can make the argument that those pictures really were. I mean, if that's really how these things were stored. He's he's done. I mean, I just I can't you can't argue any way that the, the, our government secrets being stored in that manner is somehow a good way to do it. 
Oh, come on, Matt. Uh, who, who of a certain age hasn't taken reading material into the bathroom? To I, help pass sure, the time? I love Outside Magazine. As I mean, it's, it's fantastic. It's got a, the jumble is a hoot. But, you know, it's, a, it's you know. It's, well, here's, here's the thing. All of those who are saying, you have to listen very closely. Yes, there are some who are saying he's not guilty. The smart ones are saying um, we need to apply standards uniformly. Now, I'm not ignoring everything you said about prior investigations, but there is a distinction between he's not guilty and we need to apply standards uniformly. There's then the standard that Senator Scott apparently has taken. Apparently, Tim Scott is no longer on the short list to be vice president with Trump because he deviated from the whole list and uh, is now said this is of great concern. And now that we've seen all of this and so he is the first person of note asa hutchinson already said trump should drop out of the race but he said that every five minutes when given an opportunity and i understand that uh but as opposed to those candidates who are doubling down and saying uh we would pardon trump with if you elect us you know desantis ramaswamy others ramaswamy is now uh, uh daring everyone to sign an oath saying they would pardon trump well now tim scott who has been a, a big Trump supporter is starting to distance himself. And, and that's an interesting domino to fall and see if others follow in that way. And, and Pence, by the way, has also said he can't defend it. But I mean, Pence was never going to be on that VP shortlist anyway, again, but it no, was, he made that mistake. Yeah, once. Yeah, like, <laughs> he took, he took that thrill ride once and knew he's seasick. He's not taking the tokens and going back. Uh, who knows about yeah, holding a grudge when they wanted to hang you in mass. You know, it's, 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 it's one of those things. Uh, it, it does play out. I mean, there's a lot of questions about uh, this uh, cannon, this Judge Cannon down in Florida. Uh, it sounds mm-hmm. like Jack Smith has got plenty of options to get around. I mean, she when, when we had the other case there, she clearly was making obscenely favorable rulings in, on, on Trump's behalf. It seems like Jack Smith, and I don't know the intricacies of this. I'll talk a little bit about that with Jack Rice, our political, our, our legal guy that's coming in next hour. But, you know, is, are you thinking that this is going to be stymied by her in any capacity? Or do you think that this, like I said, is a kind of a speed bump issue there? I, I don't think it's much of an issue. And, and you have to be careful if you're the, the Trump folks. You can't claim in all of these other jurisdictions you, you have biased judges because they were appointed by Obama or Biden but then say the judges that you appointed are okay. You know, you've got a duplicitousness. Well, not that that's the first time that yeah. a, an argument we'd be made that was inconsistent. Um, you know, I. Did we just lose him? Because oh, there. we just lost no, you. For, still there. We just lost you for a quick second. Go right ahead. Oh, okay. No, well, it was probably uh, the nefarious people who try to silence. No, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I, I don't I don't think it's going to be much of an issue. I mean, you know, yes, she may have issued rulings earlier that were were helpful to him. That's not a reason to get rid of her. I think you have to show some real bias. And what would be really interesting is if, in fact, she issues rulings that are not just lockstep in favor of Trump. What is that going to tell you about things in terms of the merits of the actual case? Well, and I don't think I mean, there are sometimes there's nuance with cases. There just oh, doesn't there there's this doesn't seem like there's nuance here. I mean, it's you know, there there's the guy, there's the body, he's holding the gun, the gun's smoking, he's screaming, I shot him, I shot him, I shot him. Okay, you know, let's we can wrap up this law and order order episode before we get to the dunk dunks. You know, that's it. Before the first break. That's <laughs> yeah, exactly. Great. Can, you know, but I here's the thing, you know. 
the Presidential Records Act has not been litigated as fully as it's going to be with this. The Espionage Act of 1917 has not been litigated as fully as it will be with this. And those are some nuances that are going to take some time to examine. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter who the, the defendant is. This this is going to take some time to examine and go through. And, and the case will be put on hold while each side appeals the ruling, whatever it is, with regard to moving forward. That's what would happen if Matt McNeil were charged. That's what would happen if Jeff Stein was charged. And it's going to happen here. I mean, uh, the prosecutor wants a speedy trial. America would like a speedy trial. Uh, Trump would like a delayed trial because he'd like to have it still pending if he is elected president so he can pardon himself and be out of the mess. Yeah. And that's not an unreasonable scenario calendar-wise. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's take a break. I'm going to come back. Let's talk about his presidential run here and the impact of mm-hmm. that on that. Jeff Stein joining us uh, from somewhere in Iowa, 952-946-6205, <laughs> Take a break. Come on back. The Matt McNeil Show on AM 950. AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. It's the Matt McNeil Show, 952-946-6205. Jeff Stein joining us, talking about politics here. And Jeff, uh, when you talked about the presidential race there, correct me, do you agree or disagree? Trump will not trust anyone else to pardon him. That is why, even if he is in a jail cell, he will still be running for president of the United States. Sure. Why would you put your hands or your fate in the hands of anybody else? Exactly. No, I, I, there's, there is no way that, that he drops out of this race. And the question will be, are Americans ready to elect someone who is not legally able to vote for themselves? It, 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 of course they will, because it's not now about frozen up. No, no, I've frozen it. Okay. I'm, I'm moving again. It's 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 it was a lot of the, the food in Duluth. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's, um, but I mean, it is interesting because I, I do look at the whole thing and I, and I say, you know, here he is. And and, you know, you would think to yourself, I mean, I know a lot of Republicans who have jumped ship. But the, he still had, he's still going to win the nomination if he's on the ballot because there are still so many people with him that, they, that they'll look at them. And even if he's guilty, they've just already convinced themselves it's made up. It's a lie. It didn't happen. Even though he admitted to doing it, they don't care. And, you know, I, I, I mean, I just I don't see how he is not still the nominee. Well, there are a few things. The The first test in Iowa is not until either late January or early February. Date is still a little fungible. Then you've got New Hampshire in February. So in other words, we're, what, eight months away? Mm-hmm. And a lot can happen in that period of time. At the moment, his diehards are thrilled with the prospect of him being the martyr. And that's why his poll numbers keep going up. But when you start to actually have people in a straw poll, potentially, certainly when you get to caucuses or primaries, how many of them say one thing but will do another? In other words, if they are asked by a pollster, uh, the, in, the, the reflex is to say, oh, absolutely, you know, 110%. If we start seeing more polls that show that this is not impressing independence and electability is an issue, okay. I mean, that's the reason DeSantis is talking about pardoning Trump and any J6 person who, in his mind, has been railroaded. That's the wide-open definition. Uh, 
but that's why he's doing it. It is it's because he's trying to curry favor and give people another reason to go against Trump and in favor of Trump light. Um, you're, you're breaking up a little bit here, but I will ask going to finish up on something completely separate. Gavin Newsom, he went up on Fox sure. News. He went out and he, he kind of trounced Hannity on Fox News. He kind of held him back pretty good. Uh, he's also introduced a constitutional amendment to fix gun laws in the state. He's really putting a lot of stuff out there. Is Gavin Newsom, I, I'm starting to really wonder if Gavin Newsom's actually going to, to put forward a challenge to Biden in this upcoming presidential year. I say it's 50-50 he challenges him, but what he's really doing is positioning himself if, God forbid, this president cannot run again because they don't want to turn to Kamala. And so, you know, uh, Newsom is a viable alternative who's basically, you know, holding up his hand saying, I'm here, I'm ready, when you need me, you know, uh, if you need me to to pitch a scoreless ninth inning, I can do it. Uh, so I, I still don't think he's going to challenge outright absent some uh, severe degradation of uh, competency by the current president. But I think he's just, he's making sure he's ready. Mm-hmm. And well, and, and also he, you know, he, yeah, it's interesting. Kamala Harris, I think a lot of people, I still think more Democrats would want her as the second choice as opposed to a Gavin Newsom. But, you know, I, you know, Tim Walls up here, he kind of put out a little bit of kind of a presidential vibe all of a sudden. You're starting to see some Democrats as well start to go down this path. And I think it's they're, they're just trying to get their name awareness out there. You know what I mean? Oh, I think that's absolutely right. But if you take any random poll and, you know, and 35 percent would rather vote for RFK Jr. or Marianne Williamson than Biden, what that just simply tells others like Walls or Newsom is, hey, might be an opening here. Better get out there and test the waters, and you can't blame them for that. That's the that's what they want. Listen to the Jeff Stein interviews on the weekends. Jeff Stein's Iowa Politics Report will get posted a little bit later on. Jeff, I think we'll talk to you in a few weeks, okay, my friend? Take care. Uh, hour two, that's up next. <laughs> 